0: Donna Joe, and I had just gotten into Prospect, Kentucky. And our Prospects didn't look so good. And we started to get that hollow feeling because we just turned on the Sleepy Hollow Road. Road. And we had enormous burden on our shoulders because these roads had no shoulders. Shoulders. And without shoulders, there's no way around. Around. So the only way out is the way through. through. And the way through is across. Across Harrods Creek at a place called Crybaby Bridge. One of Snake Train's places you wouldn't want to go unless you're with Snake Train. Before we go forward, let's put this thing in reverse. We just left Louisville, Kentucky because we just left Waverly Hill Sanitarium because we just rescued Donna Jo from room 502 because she'd been trapped by the ghost of a nurse who'd hung herself after being abandoned by the father of her child. And that ghost had directed us to a potential encounter with a mysterious figure known only as the recruiter at Sleepy Hollow Road in Prospect, Kentucky, where we figured we'd get some info on that kid. You got all that? Good. Because while that goody-goody gumdrop of the gab Claire Marie couldn't give us the goods of the recruiter, she glibly informed us that Sleepy Hollow Road was the home to Cry Baby Bridge. And you just know Cry Baby Bridge was bound to have creepy kids. I-265 to Gene Snyder Freeway. Exit 34 to Kentucky 22, and then Brownsboro Road just sorta turns into Sleepy Hollow Road. The lack of lights, the cover of trees, and the hard turns weren't the only reason I was flying blind. Now you know, the snake knows a lot about the unknown, but this happens to be that rare unknown where knowable knowledge was the sort that few knew. This is what I picked up from CB chatter and Donna Jo gathered from the interwebs. Back when everything west of the colonies was simply Ohio, there was a covered wooden bridge, cracking and crumbling across Harrods Creek in what's now Prospect, Kentucky. And in a different, less enlightened time, the unwanted babies of abandoned mothers were taken to that bridge and quickly forgotten, or would have been, were it not for the wailing and the whimpering on the whispering wind of the abandoned below the bridge. And then there was the black car. Because when the lost who wander or the jerks at joyride find themselves in the surround sound of bawling brats, they tell of the sudden headlights that appear behind them. Or at least the ones who survived the trip into the ditch from the harrowing hot rod horror that hurled them from the road found out. Because once the infernal infants and the monstrous mufflers go quiet, another sound begins. A song of conjuring. Some say the cloven hoof kid himself. That cloven hoof kid who came to fetch the children to add to his growing family. And that's exactly what Donna Jo was reading from her phone when her signal went down and my CB went static and my GPS said we were nowhere and everywhere at the same time. And as we approached the bridge, it felt like we entered a sinister maternity ward with unanswered cries of hunger and loneliness all around. And we came around a hard turn for our final approach and saw distant fires in the woods, silhouettes dancing around the flames. And as if on cue, the headlights came on from a black car in my rear view mirror. Okay, it could have been any kind of color, but it was really dark, so it was a black car. On a patch of road with no shoulder, and my mind quickly did the math. A place called Sleepy Hollow, a spooky dark night, followed by a mysterious pursuer towards a bridge whose crossing our lives depended upon. Yeah and the map said there was a cemetery right up the way. I felt so icky, I craned my body to get a better look. What if this driver had shoulders and no head? I mean, it's one thing if it's a horseman that's headless. Horses know the way, but the car doesn't. How did this guy even get a license? He can't possibly have insurance coverage. He doesn't have coverage for his neck. Jake! Donna Jo shouted as suddenly the headlights jumped from behind us directly on the other side of the bridge. It's good to know a Jake break is still louder than the screams of a demonic barbecue. And everything went quiet, only the idling sounds of my big trouble rig. And what I could now see was actually a black car, actually a black hearse. Its door opened and we saw a lanky figure in a black suit, a starched white shirt, a black cowboy hat, and pointed boots stepping out. And even though Donna Jo said no go, I had to know, so I hopped out and I said to her, anything happens to me, run that nasty burnt match of a character over instantly. And Donna Jo said, I don't have a CDL. And as we walked across the bridge towards one another, he lifted his arms and the crying and the chanting built with each closing step until I was eyeball to eyeball with a pair of eyes that were as cold and solemn as the boneyard up the road. And he pulled out a rolled smoke as long and thin as he was and he snapped his fingers and lit it up while at the same time killing the cries and the engine sounds around him. I said Nice trick. I've, uh, had a long time to practice. And then he took a drag and blew a smoke ring in my face. (laughs) It smelled like brimstone. You're here for the nurse's kid, I suppose. What if I am? I'm not inclined to return gifts given. And that child was a gift from her father. You'll have to take that up with him. And I assume he's with you. I reckon he's somewhere in them woods waiting to start singing my praises again. And you are? For the purpose of this conversation, Snake, you can call me the recruiter. I don't think I'll be calling you anytime soon. And he took out a business card. And he handed it to me. And he smiled. Not a nice smile. One of those uh make you feel kind of icky smiles. If you change your mind, Snake, just take out that card, lay it in front of you. And think of me, I can't help you with the kid, not mine to give back, but I do like making deals, and I'd love you to hear my pitch. And like that, all that was left of it, the wailing, the chanting, and even the recruiter, was that card. It just said the recruiter. And I climbed back in the cab, handed the card to Donna Joe, and she asked, should we call Claire Marie?
1: You said there were strange cigarettes involved? I only ask because tales of the black car begin to appear in the 1970s, a time of strange ciggies. Among other things, the 70s. <laughs> Am I right, Snake? Local police believe these sightings involved hearses coming and going from the cemetery up the way, simply enhanced by strange smoky treats. As for the bridge itself, its origins trace back to the turn of the 19th century, as evidenced by the popularity of a song called the Duke's Daughter's Cruelty, or the wonderful apparition of two infants who she murdered being buried in a forest to hide her shame. Crybaby Bridge's rural legend power has allowed it to spread. At least ten states now claim to have a Crybaby Bridge, with each adding a regional touch to its haunting. Oklahoma's involves Native American children. Maryland's adds the wrinkle of escaped slave offspring. There are spectral triplets in Texas. And at Utah's Bear River Bridge, if you honk your horn three times, a ghostly voice says, Don't do it, Mother. (coughs) Excuse me. Finally, the great state of Ohio has three. One at Egypt Road in Salem, another at Rogues Hollow, and my favorite, the screaming bridge of Maud Hughes Road.
0: Maud Hughes? Maud Hughes? I don't even know who Maud Hughes is! But from what you're telling me, Claire Marie, Crybaby Bridge is spreading. It's spreading everywhere. It's like infrastructure week. We don't see it, they say it isn't happening, but it's happening all right, one bridge at a time, one state at a time, until that bridge and the recruiter can be crossed from sea to shining sea, turning every roadway that crosses a body of water into one of Snake Train's places you wouldn't want to go, unless you're with Snake Train.